0: Al-Bayyan Radio presents the following lesson from Masjid Al-Azhar, Bilmo. Bismillah rahman rahim Alhamdulillah. Wa salat wa salamu ala Rasulillah. Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi. Wa man ihtada bi huda, My dearly respected brothers and sisters, tonight, by the will of Allah Azza wa Jal, we take another topic that is related to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa In our previous lesson, we spoke about a number of worships and things in general that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa loved and he loved to perform. And today, we go on the opposite side, still related to Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, but regarding the things that he disliked, a number of ahadith have come mentioning that the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam carried such and such, or he would say. I disliked such and such. And these types of hadiths or these types of durus that gather for us what the Prophet ﷺ loved and what he disliked is not merely for the sake of information being passed. But it is important as a Muslim who does ittiba' who follows Muhammad sallallahu alaihi as their example to learn what he loved and what he disliked so that the muslim who follows him also follows him in these things to love what he loved sallallahu alaihi and to dislike what he disliked you can never get enough of imitating and following the Prophet sallallahu always remember that my brothers and sisters. And Nabi sallallahu is the Qudwal Hasana, the perfect example. And Allah sent him for that reason only, for us to follow. So the more you follow him, no matter what it's in, the big or the small details, the closer you get to Allah azza wa jal. And the companions رضي الله تعالى عنهم, And some of them stood out for this That they followed the Prophet Down to the most smallest thing Things that you would not even think of There's been narrations where Some of the companions Like Abdullah ibn Umar رضي الله تعالى عنهم the son of the Farooq He was known to imitate the Prophet ﷺ down to everything, especially after his death. ﷺ. There's narrations where he would take a path only because the Prophet ﷺ took that path, or he would walk beneath a tree. And when they ask him, Why did you do that? he would say, I remember the Rasulullah walked here. And he would show his chest hairs, Abdullah ibn Umar He would show his chest hairs because al-Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to show his chest hair But the companions, they never considered that strange To imitate Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in everything And you can never go wrong Imitating Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam is only khair and barakah and guidance for Allah sent him for this reason to be followed. So, if we were to take some of the things that the Prophet ﷺ disliked or hated at the top of the list, no doubt he hated kufr and shirk, Billah Azza wa This is the most hated thing to any mu'min. Disbelief and associating partners with Allah Azzawajal when we spoke about the things that he loved we mentioned iman to be the first thing and that was from the dua that he made sallallahu alaihi wasallam allahumma habib ilayna al iman wa zayyinahu fi qulubina oh allah make iman beloved to us and adorn our hearts with it and we mentioned the greatest adornment is iman Nothing is more beautiful than iman In that same dua He said وَكَرِّهْ إِلَيْنَا الْكُفْرَ وَالْفُسُوقَ وَالْعِصْيَانَ or oh Allah And make hated Disliked to us kufr, Which is disbelief And rejection of Allah Azza wa Jal Make kufur Hated to us And fusuq Fusuk is deviance For a person to deviate away from the path of Allah Azza wa Jal The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam He made this dua Make deviance hated to us So the Mu'min must hate deviance He must hate being led astray off the path of Allah Azza wa Jal This was hated to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Wal-Isyan Disobedience And make disobedience To Allah hated to us Another great quality To dislike The mu'min dislikes To disobey his lord And he is shy To disobey Allah Azza wa Whereas on the other hand These days Wal billah There are people that boast And are proud About disobeying Allah They disobey Allah Openly And they're proud about it No and Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa asked Allah to make sins and disobedience hated to his heart. So we must dislike these three things in particular kufr, and fusuq, and isyan, disbelief, and deviance, and disobedience. The three Ds disbelief, deviance, Disobedience Also from the things that An-Nabi sallallahu alayhi Disliked my dear brothers Which is also related to Tawheed Is associating partners In Allah's mashia, In Allah's will And we get this From the hadith Where the Prophet sallallahu said I dislike I dislike for you to say Masha Allah Washa Muhammad. Look, the Prophet ﷺ is saying, I dislike for you as a Muslim to say what Allah wills and what Muhammad ﷺ wills. He disliked that. Why? Because this is a form of shirk in Allah's mashia. To say what Allah wills and what Muhammad sallallahu wills He said rather say ma sha Allah thumma sha'a Muhammad Rather you should say what Allah wills and then what Muhammad wills and then That's what makes the difference that word thumma which is then And this is a lesson for us not only in the Mashi'ah in everything That you never put equals with Allah in your speech. A lot of people say things like, if it wasn't for Allah and you, I wouldn't have been able to do this. This is a form of shirk in speech. You never say, if it wasn't for Allah and you. But rather you say, if it wasn't for Allah and then you. If it wasn't for Allah and then this. That word then is the difference. So Nabi صلى الله عليه وسلم, he disliked. These types of phrases. And that shows he never wanted to make himself at a level higher than what he deserved sallallahu alayhi Wasallam, And would never make himself an equal with Allah. And he never accepted it. When one of the companions by mistake because he didn't know. When he said these words in front of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi Wasallam said to him outright. He said to him, "أجعلتني لله ندا. Have you made me an equal with Allah?" Look how he protected the tawheed, and he would never allow anyone to step out of line, even by mistake. With words, he would always correct. Sallallahu Alaihi wasallam. That's why he was the greatest of teachers. Also, from the things that the Prophet Sallallahu alayhi wasallam disliked, were names that had bad meanings. The Prophet ﷺ, he used to take names very seriously. And that's why there's a lot of Sahaba, رضي anhum who changed their names for that reason. One man, the Prophet ﷺ asked him, What's your name? He said, Hazan, which means sadness. The Arab used to name weird names back in the day. His name was sadness. So the Prophet ﷺ said to him, You are Sahl. Which is a beautiful name, which means easy going. So the Prophet ﷺ, he used to love good names. And he disliked names that carried bad meanings. And in the hadith, if he ever entered a city, he would always ask about the name of that city. Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. The sahaba said, and if he did not like the name, you could see it on his face. Our names, they have value in Islam. And that's why we always choose the best of names and the most beautiful of names. And the most beloved names to Allah is Abdullah and Abdul Rahman. They're the most beloved names to Allah Azza wa Jal. Also from the things that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa disliked, but this one, my dear brothers, is not haram. It's just something that the Prophet ﷺ disliked. Remember, the Prophet ﷺ was a human. Just like there are things of nature that you dislike naturally, it was the same for the Prophet. ﷺ. He was a human. From the things that he disliked, sallallahu alayhi was garlic or raw garlic and onion. Yusuf, do you like garlic? Are oh, you don't? Know? Now it's more of a reason not to like it. alhamdulillah. Garlic and onion, and Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did not like it. It was makrooh to him. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But if you do eat it, you should not come to the congregation prayer and harm those who are in the masjid praying with you. And that's why the Prophet said, Whoever eats from this ugly tree, he called it, as Shajara Al Khabitha. He called it Khabith, which means ugly. He never liked it. He said, Whoever eats from this ugly tree, let him not approach our masjid. Let him not come praying the Jama'ah with us. So then the people said, It's haram, it's haram. Look, that was how quick they were to obey Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam after the Prophet said, Whoever eats from this ugly tree, let him not approach our masjid. Afterwards, the sahaba started saying, garlic and onion is haram. So the news reached the Prophet. So now the Prophet has to clarify. So he said to the companions, Radiallahu Anhum. He said, it is not befitting for me to make Haram what Allah has made halal." And there's a huge lesson in this. What do we learn from this? Our Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam never spoke from himself. He does not speak from his own whims and desires. Huwa illa wahyun yuha. It is only a revelation revealed to him. So he told them, "It's not my job or my authority to make haram what Allah made halal." He said, "Rather, it is a tree I dislike its smell, meaning the garlic and the onion." And this teaches us, my brothers and sisters. That we cannot make haram what Allah made halal Even Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Did not have that authority And in this day and age How many people Make haram what Allah made halal And make halal what Allah made haram Whether it is out of ignorance They're just talking With no knowledge Or it is out of pride and arrogance Either way This is from the grave sins Also from the things that the Prophet sallallahu disliked And this is one subhanallah related to his humbleness There was no creation greater than Muhammad sallallahu No king, no president, no prime minister Nothing comes close to the greatest man sallallahu wa sallam And he used to dislike for people to stand up for him when he entered a room Allahu Akbar this is the humbleness of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. The sahaba, radiyallahu ta'ala anhum, Anas ibn Malik, he narrated, he said in the hadith, no one was more beloved to them than Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa No one was more beloved to the companions than Muhammad sallallahu Do you agree with this statement? The Sahaba, no one they loved more than the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. This is what Anas is saying. He said, and even that, even though that was the case, they never stood up for him because they knew he disliked it. In this day and age, some people, not all, some, if you don't stand up for him, he gets offended. This person, you don't stand up for him. If you know he's someone that gets offended, if you don't stand up for him, don't stand up for him. Stay sitting. And the ulama go into some tafsil regarding this. They say if someone's returning from travel and you want to implement the sunnah of hugging and whatever else, it's okay and whatever else. And if a person does not have pride, it's okay and whatever else. But the reality is, and Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam disliked it, So this is a sunnah, and really it's somewhat a forgotten sunnah. It's very common this day and age for people to stand up, for people out of respect, to shake their hands and whatever else. We don't say it's haram, but it's something Rasulullah disliked. But we should get used to the sunnah, and a person should never, ever be offended if he walks into a room and his Muslim brother gives him salam while he's sitting down. That brother's implementing a sunnah. Uh, this is how the believers يعني, adapt to the sunnah of Rasulullah with an open heart and never find difficulty in it. We shouldn't. Also, from the things that the Prophet sallallahu disliked, also related to his humbleness was people walking behind him. Subhanallah. Look how great this man is. A man that the entire world deserves to walk behind him. No one deserves to walk in front of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, And yet, he disliked people walking behind him. These days you have the king, the prime, or whatever it is, who's not worth two cents, and he has his whole entourage behind him. And if they walk in front of him, they'll probably get in trouble. And Nabi Sallallahu the Sahaba said, Abdullah ibn Amr, radiallahu anhu, he said, the Prophet Sallallahu Wasallam disliked anyone walking behind him. Rather, he wanted them to walk on his right or his left. This is the respect and the humbleness of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Another thing The Prophet Sallallahu Wasallam Disliked And this one Wallahu A'lam The word dislike here Could indicate to the Tahrim The Forbidance Because of the comparison That came in the Hadith And that is regarding An action in the Salah And that action Is prostrating like a dog Like a dog or a Sabah The Hadith says Sabah Sabah In general is the the wild beast That has fangs and relies on its fangs to hunt That's a sabah Lion, cheetah, tiger, dog Whatever else These animals in general are called the sabah But the common word they use for it is the dog The Prophet ﷺ As the hadith mentions He disliked spreading his arms In the sujood The way a dog or a sabah does. And what that means, my brothers and sisters, is when you're in sujood, your arms, your forearms are lifted off the ground. We do not prostrate like this on the ground. This part is not on the ground. Because if you notice when a dog sits, that's how it sits. Its forearm is flat on the ground. We're not allowed to do that. So when you prostrate you make sure these parts are up off the floor okay and that's something that the prophet sallallahu alaihi disliked also from the actions that the prophet disliked was making things difficult on the mother of a crying child If a mother has a child and it's crying, the Prophet ﷺ used to dislike making things difficult on the mother. And that shows you his manners and his akhlaq. And we get that from the hadith where the Prophet ﷺ, he said, verily I stand for the salah, meaning to lead the people in prayer, and I wish to prolong the salah. There are times, he says, I want to pray long. As the imam, he says, and then I hear a child crying. Meaning in the back with the mother. I hear a child cry, so I shorten the prayer. The Prophet wasallam said, because I dislike akrahu, I dislike making things difficult on the mother. Look at his manners. Look at his quality. Sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Very considerate. He was very considerate to the people. So, if a child was crying in the salah, he would shorten the prayer. Why? Because he knows the mother might be stressing, worried that my child's crying. The people can hear it, and whatever else. So, the Prophet sallam would rush. Or he would shorten, not rush, he would shorten the prayer just for the sake of the mother. Now, he also disliked breaking the heart of young children. Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He disliked breaking young children's hearts. And we get that from the hadith where the Prophet was leading the salah. The companions they narrated this hadith. They said while Rasulullah sallallahu was leading the prayer, he went into sujood and he took long. He went into sujood and he took long. The sahaba said, so after the prayer, we said, Ya Rasulullah sallallahu in the prayer, you made sujood and you took long. They said to the extent that we thought, either something happened, or that the revelation was coming down to you While you're in sujood That's what the Sahaba said So the Prophet Sallallahu said Neither of those things happened Yani nothing happened And I wasn't receiving revelation But then he explained He said my son Meaning al Hassan, His grandson Hasan radiallahu anhu He said my son Got on my back while I was in sujood And I disliked To interrupt him until he got off. That's the Prophet leading the Ummah in Salah. And look how considerate he was. His grandson. He was on his back playing while he's in sujood, and the Prophet left him. He didn't launch him, he left him in that position until he had enough, and then Al Hassan got up, and then the Prophet got up from sujood. These are lessons, my dear brothers and sisters, of Rahmah. Lessons of mercy towards the young. The Prophet wasallam he loved young children and he was always merciful towards them. Also from the things that the Prophet وسلم, disliked is something called Al-Kayt. Al-Kayt was a type of medicine that they used to do. In the time of the Arabs. And in English it's called branding. And basically it's when they use fire to heal. Yeah? They use fire to heal. The Prophet ﷺ, he disliked that. And the ulama have given a number of reasons as to why it should not not be used. Some of the scholars said because the branding in itself is painful. And it can be more painful than the actual problem that you're trying to resolve. That's one of the things. And also, it's from the lack of tawakkul Because we have the hadith where the Prophet wasallam said, 70,000 of my ummah will enter paradise with no judgment. And no judgment means they're not even questioned. They're resurrected out of their graves and they go straight to paradise. 70,000. So when the Sahaba asked who they are, the Prophet mentioned some of their qualities. One of the qualities, they do not perform branding. And they rely upon Allah. So this action of branding, it's disliked and it's something that the Muslim avoids. We do not heal. Or treat one another using fire Using fire Also the Prophet wasallam disliked mentioning or remembering Allah Unless he was in a state of Tahara He only liked to remember or mention Allah's name when he was pure And we get that from the hadith of Al-Muhajir ibn Qunfud radiyallahu anhu. Al Muhajir ibn Qunfud, a great companion, he said, I one time walked past Rasulullah s.a.w. in the distance while the Prophet s.a.w. was urinating, doing his business. He said, I made salam to him and the Prophet s.a.w. did not reply to me. He said, when he finished, he made wudu', meaning the Prophet s.a.w. made wudu', then he came up to me and then he replied the salam. He said wa alaykum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh then he explained to al-muhajir and he said i disliked to mention allah except in a state of purity does not mean it's haram but it's just something the prophet ﷺ preferred he preferred to remember allah in a state of purity and look at the prophet's manners he did not leave any doubt in al-muhajir's mind why didn't the Prophet ﷺ return my salam? Yeah, he explained himself so that the companion doesn't feel or have any waswas in his heart why the Prophet ﷺ did not return my salam. So he ended up returning it and on top of that, explaining why he didn't return initially. <laughs> and an Nabi sallallahu he disliked. Pictures. Pictures and images, my dear brothers, or something that the Prophet ﷺ disliked. And we get this from the hadith of Aisha radiallahu anha. Aisha radiallahu anha. She said, I bought a cushion. She bought a cushion for her house. She said, and the cushion had pictures on it. I bought a cushion. And the cushion had pictures, images of either humans or animals on it. She said the Prophet wasallam came to the door to enter. And when he saw the cushion, he did not enter. He stood at the door. She said, and I can see his dislike on his face. Alhamdulillah. This was how the Prophet's home was. If the Prophet ﷺ refused to enter his own home because of what a cushion that had an image on it, then how do we, my brothers, how can we as Muslims allow the haram in our homes? Let's be honest. How? How many fathers and brothers and husbands walk home to find the haram in their houses, and they have no issue with it. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam refused to enter his own home from an image. Uh, this is a big lesson. It's a good lesson for us. To fear Allah within ourselves, and to instill the fear of Allah azza wa within our families. Also, the Prophet ﷺ, he disliked an action, and that is when someone knocks on the door and they are asked, Who is it? and they respond with, Me. <laughs> Subhanallah. You got knock on someone's door, who is it? It's me, open. How many times does this happen? I mean, who's you? It's me, open up. Jabir, radiallahu anhu, he said, I one time went to the Prophet house and I knocked on the door. And the Prophet ﷺ said, before opening the door, Who is it? Jabir said, So I replied, It's me. So then he heard the Prophet ﷺ from behind the door, mocking him, saying, It's me, it's me. That's a hadith. <laughs> he said, And I knew he disliked it That's not from the manners Even if you expect the person To know who you are Jabir is a close companion To the Prophet It's understandable for him to say it If your very close friend Says it's me Alright you would know it's him But the Prophet is teaching him a lesson It's me, it's me Say your name This is the Adab When you knock On someone's door, and they ask, Who is it? And from the things that the Prophet disliked is to disfigure animals, torturing animals. The Prophet he disliked that. And we get that from the hadith where he passed by a group of people. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi sallam passed by a group of people And they had a ram, a sheep And they were using it for target practice A sheep Using it for target practice They were shooting it with arrows And then the Prophet sallallahu alayhi Out of displeasure to what he saw He said do not disfigure animals Do not disfigure animals This is haram Maybe Jews uh, these are from the things that the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam disliked, and the last one we take tonight, my dear brothers, is the Muslim walking on top of the grave of a Muslim. It is haram, and it's not allowed to walk on top of Muslim graves. And the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, he said in the hadith. For me to walk on a sword for me to walk on a sword or a hot coal is more beloved to me than to walk on the grave of a muslim so we should never walk on top of the muslim graves to the extent the nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam even when he walked in between the graves not on top because he never walked on top but even in between the muslim graves he will take off his shoes and that's a sunnah hadith is in musnad imam ahmad so if you ever go to the graveyard to bury the deceased or visit the dead and you're walking between the muslim graves and you see someone who have their shoes off and they're walking barefoot they are implementing a sunnah this is a sunnah of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam out of respect and honor for the deceased muslims out of respect and honor for the deceased Muslims. And insha'Allah, bi we will try our best to have another topic prepared in our fortnightly lesson. So I'll be back, if Allah allows, not next week, but the week after, bi Wallahu a'lam wa sallallahu ala nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. This program was presented by al Radio the Voice of Ahlus Sunnah wal Jama'a.